0: Hello and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. with Samantha Zanarosa, I really wish that there was a video camera that recorded our entire conversation because her heart for Jesus and the mission was extremely evident. I could hear her love and her fire in her voice and see it in her eyes and body language. So it's absolutely fitting that Sam will start working as a campus missionary with Catholic Christian Outreach this fall. She will be traveling to Ontario where she will serve at Carleton University. But according to Sam, this fire within her hasn't always been there. But Jesus was persistent and broke into her heart in the best way possible. And Sam shares her experience in finding her missionary identity and feminine genius in our conversation together. so good I've been looking forward to this conversation for a really long time so thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) wow that's so
1: what an honor honestly I'm so honored yeah Mm -hmm. I've been really really excited to talk with you knowing that a lot of the beginning of my journey like you were there and you've been a part of it throughout so it's so fitting that as I embark on this new journey Mm -hmm. you're there to kind of christen me and oh um, (laughs) hello so sweet
0: (laughs) my gosh (laughs) so of course yeah I noticed that when you came in when we were walking in together you were wearing an Aquinas sweater and I was wondering if you could tell us about what your relationship to God was like prior to coming to university Yeah, for sure. So yeah, my sweater, it's from St. Thomas Aquinas
1: High School, which is a private Catholic high school. Um, I had gone to like Catholic education growing up, but then yeah, I moved to the Philippines, I moved to here from the Philippines. And um, yeah, it was such a change. It was like really trying time, but a needed thing for my Mm -hmm. family and I. We um, definitely have grown closer, um, definitely more in the recent years. But before, like, and even I want to say, like, because people think, oh, when you know God, you you know him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, that's not always the case because I knew of God, mm-hmm. but I did not know him personally, nor did I have a really personal relationship with God or with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because I always thought that Um, In university I'll probably stray further from Jesus and the Lord was like no I'm done you gotta come back okay I miss you and thanks be to God that I was I followed that through but yeah like before I really knew um or Jesus or really got to know him better um it was a lot of searching um you know when Mm -hmm. I talk about where I was before it was like but I was in a really restless search to be loved and accepted I think there was a lot of people that I looked to for acceptance and for love and for belonging um I there were a lot of things I thought I needed to be a perfect student Mm -hmm. a perfect daughter actually that was a really big thing for me and my family Mm -hmm. and the people that I was with uh I thought that I would only be loved and cared for and um, accepted as I was when I was this pinnacle perf- perfection. It was not realistic at all, yet that was what I was hearing in my head and I was seeing in others and in my life, mm-hmm. that because I couldn't get it in the first place, I really needed it from. I would look for it in other places, and the first thing right off the bat, and especially you can think, right, in Mm -hmm. high school, like, oh, dang, no, don't go there, but I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I went to my friends, Mm -hmm. I went Mm -hmm. to social media, I went to boys, Mm -hmm. I went to things that in the first place were never meant to give me love or acceptance Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. unconditional way that um, would really only fill me. I was really looking to be filled all the time and yeah it spiraled and yeah I was very lost mm-hmm. I had so much good desires like my desires were good right mm-hmm. but definitely look for them in the wrong places and so yeah like that was definitely what was going on before I mean it sounds very dark but there mm-hmm. was a lot of bad news and I want to I want to emphasize that because of that reality.
0: And it was real. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was the truth, honest. Yeah. Right. When you were going to leave high school, you said, okay, like, I probably will stray further from the faith and whatnot. You came to university and you're right, like, thanks be to God, he met you somewhere. Right. But what was that first encounter like? Right. Exactly.
1: And even, I remember, it wasn't until four months after that I was, someone had, pointed out to me you know that was an encounter with God right and I was like oh that's what that was (laughs) cool (laughs) casual very cool all right (laughs) but I think what really sparked that was in summary like being loved just as I was at that moment and that really came for um yeah for sure like my a lot of things building up to that you know taking a discovery lesson, being around other um, Catholics who showed me this love of like, even though I was kind of awkward here and there, you know, but they really showed me this love that was genuine Mm -hmm. and fellowship that I was like, wow, like this is, there's such a wholesomeness to this and a, a purity that is not you know, lame or whatever, but it was actually very attractive. And I was like, "Oh well, yeah, it's fun. And I really like hanging out with these people. And it came from a, a point where I was like, well, I'm hearing all these things, it was really truly about confession, because I remember someone had shared the UR with me. Actually, Rachel, you shared the UR with me, and a few others had as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and really quickly, can discovery. you share what
0: the UR is with our right. listeners? Yeah,
1: The UR is the Ultimate Relationship Booklet. It's a tool um, that was born out of CC, from CCO, and it talks about the kerygma, the four-point gospel message that were created for relationship with God. Um, and then sin destroys that relationship right Mm -hmm. and then jesus comes and then he restores that relationship and now um we're meant to seal really seal that relationship and walk in that salvation but there's that part about sin and like as a catholic you know being nervous about confession my heart starts beating faster i'm like oh like you know um (laughs) (laughs) as we do but i remember i was like okay like I, sh- I think I should try this. I mm-hmm. Maybe I should try. Um, coming clean was coming to my head a lot. Maybe I can be honest, and the a weight might like leave off my shoulders. So I remember going to confession, and it was my first honest confession in maybe five years. Because, you know, you would go in high school, but it was very surface. You don't want to, you know, there's so much pride, and you don't want to actually admit what you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. But I remember I went to confession at an adoration event we call it a summit I remember going to have this confession with this lovely priest I didn't even speak for 10 minutes because I was I was crying you know Uh because I knew what was coming I knew my body knew a purge is coming so I remember having that confession and not much happening afterwards quite honestly I spent that happened in November Mm -hmm. and in that December I actually did not even I did not go to any Masses because of my work. Mm-hmm. And I actually, um, I remember a, a, a point where I was standing outside while my parents were at 5.30 p.m. Christmas Eve Mass. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, what am I doing? Um, because I ha- I planned to go that evening um, at midnight, and I was like, Lord, like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I thought I had done it. I, 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 went, I came clean to you. Mm-hmm. Why has nothing changed? And I remember it wasn't until the following January at the end of the month where um, I was invited to go to confession again with another friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, well, I already that happened. Like, why will I go again? But maybe I'll try. Maybe something will happen. And that was actually where I remember before confession, I was like, "Um, you know what, Lord, like, I'm actually gonna um, really believe that the priest in there, that's actually you through him, and it's really you that I'm confessing to, Mm -hmm. and that you're actually loving me more than my mistakes. And I remember going to that confession. It was all of the same sins, a lot of the same things I was struggling with, but there's a difference to it. And I remember I left, and I will never forget um, this moment because I sat in the pews. It was at Holy Rosary Cathedral, 12 p.m. Mass Mm -hmm. beforehand, and I remember sitting in the pew, doing my penance. But, like, there is this overwhelming feeling of peace and Mm -hmm. goodness and just, like, an airiness to my my chest. Like, honestly, there was a lightness. Like, it was like a a breeze was going in between, like, inside my chest. That's how airy it was. (laughs) And I was like, um, wow, I want this all the time. I remember, you know, um, my choice of words, you know, like I was like, I want this every week. I want to choose this all the time because it felt so good. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was, um, you know, uh, now looking back, like that was my encounter with God, and that really being loved as I was. And I remember, um, you know, as as like my search ended, if like if you want to phrase it that way, it ended because I can finally start the the real journey like towards God the fulfilling one Mm -hmm. instead of the one where I'm all alone. So that was awesome. (laughs) That was great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say too, just like hearing you talk about that and seeing—I wish there was a camera just to show the the real genuine excitement Mm. that comes through your face and your body language. And I really hope that people can (laughs) hear it just in your voice alone. Because oh it, it can really see, like you know, when you're describing that airiness, like I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about. Right. And, yep. And it's just yep. like you know, God and the Spirit is just like going right through you right now, and it's just electrifying oh, you, and it's yeah. just so nice, so good, so oh my great. Gosh. Yeah, and and of course, like you know, ever since that first encounter, I guess I've watched you grow. I've had the privilege and the honor to really watch you grow in your missionary heart and just as a sister right. in Christ. And how have you seen God working through you in your time on campus? Being being
1: able to really the first and foremost thing was probably realizing my missionary identity that mm-hmm. I actually like even though And honestly, it came like maybe a month and a half after like that moment where I was like, okay, like I I love this. Like I'm going to this receiving the sacraments. But then I would definitely look at my peers, other student leaders. at them. Mm -hmm. I was very attracted to the missionaries and actually in the work that they were doing. I remember thinking, wow, like I would love to have their job. Like how could no one not want their job? Mm -hmm. It's it looks, first of all. They get to hang out with students pretty much all day, it seemed like, but they definitely do a lot of hard work. But I was like, wow, like, and they get to see conversions firsthand. They have these conversations with students about hearing like the Holy Spirit, like picking up on the students that they're leading and like picking up on what they're saying to better help their journey. It's like, it's this crazy like system and it it works. I saw that it worked. I saw that it was really fun. Um, And I remember it was at the point where the um, St. Francis Xavier's relic, his Mm -hmm. incorruptible arm, came to take a tour in Canada – And I went to SFU, Simon Fraser University. And there was an event in the morning and we were going to get to visit the relic, get to touch it. And I remember Angel Renier, she gave this talk. At the time, I I had not even known how big she was or really like who she was in the role of CCO. And she gave this talk on a missionary identity. And she's a foundress of CCO. So someone put that out there. She's awesome. And she gave this talk about Having a heart for the world. Um, What do you need as to be an active missionary um, on your campus? And I was like, whoa! Like I remember sitting on the edge near the window, and I looked out at the side of the library, at you know part of the campus of SFU, at the sky. And I remember picturing the world, and then I remember picturing like I could feel this like actual fire and flame in my heart, Mm. and I was like, whoa! Is is this my mission? Mm. Is God, do you want me to do this? It was so intense, actually, the fire in my heart. And I really, I picture, like, an actual world. And I remember picturing, like, wow, this can actually change the world. Like, more people can experience what I've experienced. And it was so, like, intense, the feeling. And I remember it getting very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only realized it, like, honestly, like, a, a year later, that that was when my missionary identity came about. And when I realized that, yes, God called people to evangelize, and he actually, like, that mission um,
0: really lives on in our hearts.
1: So, yeah, that was so exciting, honestly.
0: (laughs) It really is the perfect segue into my next question, which is that Mm. you have been hired on. I mean— First of all, let's just talk about the fact that the way that you've been talking so far, it's almost as if you've been doing this for many, many years. Yeah. But you just got hired with CCO, so congratulations. Thank you so much. (laughs) Of course. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy (laughs) for you. And you're going to start in September. Where are you going? So
1: I'm actually going to be placed in Carleton University as a full-time missionary. So all those people that inspired me, like, in a little way, like, I get to be that in my own way. And um, it's so exciting.
0: For sure. (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) I mean, like, that's amazing. Like, you're going across the country. So you're leaving home and you're going to be going, like, what are some of the things that you are super excited about? in terms of starting your mission work there?
1: Right. Honestly, when, when I pray about my mission, um, there's this, and I share this with people, is that um, John 16, 16 to 24, it talks about labor pains of a woman when she's wow. in labor. And she talks about, you know, like she's, there's pains when she's in labor, but then um, all her anguish is forgotten at the joy of bringing another human into the world. Mm. And and th- at the end of that, it talks about, because um, I went to that verse because I knew that there was a line that said, your pain were t- turned into joy. And I really just needed to hear that that day. is kind of selfish. And then God was like, look further, okay? Like, read yeah. further. And I was like, okay. And when, he, when I read that, I was like, wow, that is it. Like, there is anguish. There is hard work. There is suffering. But all that is kind of forgotten when you bring another soul into the world, wow. like, back to Christ. When you can mm-hmm. be a part of that person's journey, like, like every, I, you know, and I'm realizing this now, and my journey is like a soul to the Lord is so priceless. Like there's there's no numerical value that you could
0: ever put in a soul. One of the things that I know on the flip side of this is, of course, you are going to be leaving SFU. You're going to be serving uh, somewhere else, and that's amazing. But that also means that you have had to stop your schooling. right? And I'm sure that that's a conversation that comes up a lot. Um, Like, I know that, you know, because I get asked this a lot, they're just like, my parents are like, when are you graduating? My friends are like, when are you graduating? And I I know that the end is here, right? Yes. Now, for you, you had to make that tough decision. It's kind of like, you know, do I want to continue on going to school, which is a very noble thing. It's an important thing to do. And and granted, it's not the thing that everyone has to do. I think that that's something to distinguish. At the same time, it's like, okay, do I follow just like the the cultural norms of finishing school? Or am I going to follow what it is that God has placed in my heart? Right. And both are equally of like important value. But you've chosen something that is truly spectacular. And I was wondering, how did that decision come about to choose to, you know, stop your studies for a little bit? To go and pursue missionary work. So, for sure, like in the beginning of my second year
1: um, at SFU, I had just started leading a discovery faith study, just small group faith study, and I was taking on more leadership roles. I was really growing and um, accompanying other people. Um, And I remember uh, Rise Up, which is a national youth conference by CCO, was coming up. And there was this brunch where it was called the staff discernment brunch for people who were discerning uh, Mm -hmm. and thinking about whether they want to join staff. And I remember being at that brunch, like the setting where I can, you know, a lot of there were a few people who wanted to personally talk to me um, about becoming a missionary. And I said no, don't go near me. I don't want to <laughs> have it right now. Um, I know what my I know what my parents want of me. I know what um, they expect from me. It was you know a degree. It was finished in four years. You know that's their dream. You know, mm-hmm. especially um, immigrating here to Canada from the Philippines, um, them and their peers. It's it's really what and my mom assured that for sure. That's what she had thought that. I would go. It's very uh, out of the way or not normal to do a missionary year, but I remember being at that brunch and saying no. And then I went back to SFU, and we had um, some outreach to do, like reaching to other students. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember I have never felt more shy trying to, in essence, share the gospel. And I was so shy. I didn't, There. I was, you know, I really felt that there was all these scary students And I could not go to them with this little message like, hey, would you like to take a survey? Um, And I remember sharing that with another missionary and I was like, I'm so shy. I, my heart is restless. I cannot, I don't, I I feel really, I felt really burdened doing school and um, missionary work with CCO as a student because I would really only be excited to go to school to do CCO stuff and then, my studies would, like, cramp it up, you know, a little bit. <laughs> which It should it should not be that way. Right. I, I didn't feel free doing my studies, really, or doing both. And I remember um, he was, like, um, oh, have you considered taking a gap year? Like, just one year? And I was, like, no, not really. And then I remember um, being on the bus, like, so random, like, being on the bus like, later that evening. And then, you know, I'm just on the bus, and I'm just, you know, chilling, and... Um, listening to some praise music, and I and I was, like, uh, in my head, like, Holy Spirit, like, um, is this what you want? Like, mm-hmm. is this actually a thing you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And I remember a pang of, like, emotion, right? Um, and I really felt, and I actually stood... Uh, outside of my house, and I didn't go in right away because I just stood and, like, just worshipped. I probably looked real crazy, but I just worship, I just really felt mm-hmm. I had to worship. Um, I had my earbuds on and what whatnot. <laughs> and I really felt that I looked at the sky, and I remember looking how big the sky was. I looked at the stars, mm-hmm. and I was like, Wow, Lord, like, um, is this what you really want me to do? And he said, Just consider it. Like, he didn't even give me a yes or no. God is so mysterious. I love he, like, he leaves too much to me. Honestly, <laughs> I want to know my entire plan right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he said, just consider it. And I was like, it was so gentle to the point where I was like, dang it, like, oh, how can I turn this down, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's too much. My curiosity had opened. So it was very, very hard for me mm-hmm. to not look into it. And I remember and you, you were talking about um, parents. Actually, like, I remember sending an email out to somebody, Um, and cco and talking about um, because i had applied to another mission and actually declined that mission because and i mentioned that you know even though i might not get this staff position Mm -hmm. this process of me applying has been so crazy edifying like i have grown so much as a person Mm -hmm. already that it's worth it Mm -hmm. It, this process is worth it um even though I, i felt deep down i was like oh man like Like, I know the Lord is going to follow through with this. Oh, no. You know, there's an apprehension. (laughs) Um, But one beautiful thing that came out of this was actually talking to my parents. I remember this other missionary that was about to start his own mission. um, He gave me this advice right before he left. And he said that um, you should journey with your parents. They, I mean, you think about it. Your parents have journeyed with you since you were, like, having diapers. And now, and in my mind, I was just going to tell them when I got, got accepted because I knew that they would say no. I didn't want to go near that area of talking to them about it. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you're really going to do this work, journey with them. So I didn't apply until both of them had were okay with it, actually, mm-hmm. which is hard because the first time I talked to them, it was a lot of like confusion, a lot of like, oh no, but and it was really, really hard. The idea, they didn't understand the missionary, what it entailed. And so then I remember two weeks after praying, I approached, especially my, my mom again and she had a complete change of heart, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, okay, like, if my mom can, like, let me. And my dad, you know, I, you know, obviously he's a dad, so he's, like, worried. Oh, my gosh, she might be so far. I remember, uh, yeah, just applying um, and feeling really, like, I remember going to for the interview, I was just so nervous. I've never actually been that nervous in a long time. I was so nervous for my interview. And then I remember being in the interview and being like, wait, hold I It was like two people from CCO. I don't want to stop talking to you guys. Wait, I don't want this to end, <laughs> you know? Like, once I opened my heart, I was like, I don't want to stop because they were really just, uh, I really felt that my heart was hurt and that um, they really cared about me as a missionary and as a daughter of God. And it was just, it was so exciting. And from there, it's just been a crazy journey and still so much growing, actually. Right. So this process entirely has been yeah. really, really edifying.
0: And it's only just the beginning, too. Literally, like, yeah. Oh, like, I'm so excited to see where God will take you in this next year. I, I mean, you know, you're going to be moving very, very soon. Right. And just being in that new environment, I'm just so excited to see where he's going to take oh, you next. That's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're talking about uh, just like motherhood and, you know, the way that you feel as um, a daughter and how you felt cared for when you were in that interview. And I guess, like, you know, throughout this process of you, like, coming to know Christ and then really coming in tune with your missionary identity and now working, starting to work for CCO as a campus missionary, when you think about the feminine genius in that context, how do you see yourself living out that feminine genius?
1: You know, when I, yeah, especially when I think about, like, feminine genius, just, like, part of me just really wants this, like, Say like there is such a beauty of how I remember doing leading a discovery phase study and being able to share with like five young like students girls and you know like I like I can't really share with other people but to be like because you had to be there right mm-hmm. but when like with personal sharing with spiritual conversations like there's just something woman to woman that is just there's just a level of understanding like a crazy level of empathy where like, when I pray, I really pray for my mission year, I want to reach other Sam's. And when I mean that, it's like, I brought brokenness with me, I brought heartbreak with me to God to CCO. And I really just want to and when I, you know, when I think about how do I want to respond to students, it's with love. Mm. Because there's just, which, um, which is very unique way that a woman can love another. Mm -hmm. Right? When you go to your mom, right, you just how you have something wrong something's wrong that's happened maybe but at that moment you don't really need a solution you just want to be heard you just want that response and so um, when I think about you know even like women's ministry like you know how am I gonna um, be a missionary to the woman at Carlton it's it's in that light like responding with love you know allowing my experiences to help me Ground others and share that it's okay to have come where you've come from. Mm-hmm. Brokenness, there's such a beauty to that, and you know, as women, like we can really, there's just so much that we hear, so much noise about. Oh, you've done this, like you're wrong, or um, you're not beautiful because you're you've this has been in your past, and mm-hmm. that's really actually special, like a uh, close place to me because of what I've gone through, and how I have literally heard the Lord tell me, you know, in the depths of my heart, like. I died for you. You're beautiful. And I, like, there's that feminine genius of, like, I just want nothing more than another daughter of God to hear that truth. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many lies that we hear. And so I just really want to bring more truth, you know, more of those transcendentals, like, beauty and goodness. Um, And there's such a special way that, like, women can really bring that out and how we are and how we are to others. And so that's, yeah, just just a part of that feminine genius.
0: It's a truth that needs to be heard, especially by women in a university context. We are bombarded with so many things, and in the age of social media, it's now easier than ever to get those messages and maybe messages that we don't want to hear. Right. But then being in a university setting where there's so much, it seems like riding on who you are and how well you do. We were talking earlier right. about, you know, you wanted to be that perfect student or that perfect daughter, and that seems to follow you all throughout university. So it really... Warms my heart to hear you put it into that context where you're saying I want to reach other Sams or you want to help to 100%. raise up women's ministry. Oh. It's so exciting,
1: you know. And um, when I picture Carlton, it's just their hearts. There, it's just like woman or man, what what They're just a bunch of hearts on that campus. A lot of them are broken. Like there's like rips and there's like wounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then. Literally, like, there's the hospital, which is the church, Mm -hmm. and, like, the biggest doctor of all, right? It's Jesus. And I really feel that we're just, like, CCO missionaries or missionaries in general, just these people, like, putting these guys on a stretcher, bringing them to the Lord, like, here, you got to come. You got to fix this, you know? You got to help them. So I remember a while ago, I literally had to write down a list of the lies that I was hearing because it's so hard sometimes when you're in your own head Mm -hmm. you don't know what's right you don't know what's the truth and what's a lie and and so like yeah it's just it's crazy Mm
0: -hmm. one final question that I have for you is you know you are or you've been so inspiring like just sitting here um, and listening to you talk about how excited you are has just been it's been a real pleasure and it's been a real joy. And I'm wondering if you can share um, just some advice for people who may hear this, you know, regardless if they're men, they're women, those who are trying to live out their missionary identity, right. but they're scared or they're like, yeah. I, I have nothing to offer. Like, I am not as charismatic as Sam is or I'm not <laughs> as excited. <laughs> you know, how am, how am I supposed to live out my missionary identity? Like, what advice do you have for those people? Right.
1: And honestly, first thing I really gravitate towards in answering that question is this idea of when you're yourself, when you're your most, like, you that you are, you, oh my gosh, like, you can be like, I don't care who you are. You could probably be a firecracker just bouncing off the walls. And And that comes with, one, really sitting down. Lord, what is your will? What is your plan for me? Because through experience, just found out that, when I follow the Lord's plan for me, like, I have a plan that I think is good for me, and then Mm -hmm. sometimes God is like, girl, nah. Like, (laughs) I (laughs) have, whoa, you think you are good? Okay, let me surprise you, okay? (laughs) That's just been me the past two years, 100%. And so when you lean on the Lord and have faith on Him Mm -hmm. and really, like, really question maybe a decision that you're having, maybe you're thinking about doing mission, if this is the Lord's plan for you, have no idea what he's gonna do because um and in anything that we're doing whether it's school whether it's work whether it's missionary work Mm -hmm. when we're free and when our hearts and our souls are free like it's just there's like yeah we could be doing amazing in school but there's just this level of amazingness and um it's like our talents and our skills just come alive when we're doing something and Another thing that I want to mention is actually passion. Because mm-hmm. I had really struggled with um, feeling passionate about school. And I remember um, in the beginning of, you know, preparing for mission and being a missionary, there was this level of, this is going to be really, really hard. But in, like, waking up in the morning, I was like, you know, this is hard. I already feel the anxiety. Like, I already mm-hmm. feel ang- the devil. And, you know, when you're doing something amazing, the devil, it will target you because he knows he's he's Mm -hmm. scared of a little filipina girl and the work that he's he's so scared because Mm -hmm. he really knows that you know the lord is with me and the lord when i let the lord use me like there can be like stuff happening going on you know so Mm -hmm. it's hard but when you're really passionate about something it's so different Mm -hmm. you know and so um yeah i really want to like share like yeah the passion that freedom and really in essence like really listening to God's will for you because it might not be mission right now because his his timing is like perfect so let's mm. really listen to the Lord and uh actually like really prompt and encourage people to um really figure out how the Lord speaks to them like what is his voice in your life because it might not be like Arnold Schwarzenegger like talking to you in that kind of voice or it might be a woman's you know what I mean it might be like just a, a word printed like you feel like for me like, I feel a word in my chest um and that's how I feel like God speaks to me so yeah figure that out and um never stop hearing his voice honestly
0: A huge thank you to Samantha Zanarosa for joining me today on the Feminine Genius Podcast. Please keep Sam and the rest of the CCO missionaries in your prayers as they prepare the summer for the upcoming year. You can listen to the show wherever you find your podcasts, and you can also follow us on social media to stay up to date on news and other exciting things. We are at Fem Genius Pod on all platforms. And finally, you can learn more about the show at our website, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. We'll talk to you next time on the Feminine Genius Podcast, and God bless always.